The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private Network on News Talk. Well, now it's a welcome to Luke O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College Dublin. Good morning, Luke. Good morning, Pat. Now, let's start with COVID and the warnings from the WHO that we may have another surge in three months. What's that based on? Yes, that's the modelling, Pat. These famous modellers project these things out and the way the trajectory of the virus would suggest we're going to get a surge. Now, we'd be pretty confident there'll be one in September because as we head back into the, uh, the autumn and the winter and so on, the case numbers should go up. But it's a bit disturbing it's in three months in a way because that's the thick of summer, you know, so it's a yeah. bit strange. I'm not quite sure how they've got that, but I suspect to see these graphs they draw and they see the trajectory you know and they can predict a surge yeah so is it saying there will be another variant that the prediction is there's bound to be one yeah is that yeah. it china china's the worry because it's rampant in china now as you've seen and it's all over china and spreading like wildfire partly because of their zero covid policy by the way there's no innate immunity no natural immunity in china much because they, they lock themselves up basically. and the more people who have it the more likely it is Precisely. that a variant will emerge yeah china's the one to watch for the next variant really and they're watching that very closely and i think the who are predicting this anyway even without a new variant but the new variant is the one to keep an eye on all right, so that's uh, all we'll talk about COVID today because we have so many other things to talk about. Um, cancer, some very interesting findings on cancer. Yeah, two big papers this week, Pat, actually on cancer, which are, I think they're very important, actually. One is on lung cancer. And as you know, Pat, the mystery is why does someone smoke their heads off and never get cancer? That's been yeah. a mystery. We all know people, don't we, in their 80s who yeah. are heavy smokers, you know. Um, and this study really tells us why. They've got a really good way to repair the damage that smoking is causing. They've got kind of innate resistance, say, to the carcinogens in the cigarette smoke. So every time you smoke a cigarette, there is the likelihood of some uh, mutations in your genome. Exactly. There's 4,000 chemicals in in cigarettes, if you can believe it. 60 of those will cause cancer. So that's very, obviously smoking is a high risk for for lung cancer. And those carcinogens change your DNA and they cause these DNA mutations. And this study actually is the best study so far looking at DNA mutations in cancer people. And they notice that the ones who are, say, resistant, if that's the word, are better at repairing the DNA. And they're better at detoxifying the the chemicals in the the smoke in a way. And then the chemicals don't cause the mutations. And they compared light smokers with heavy smokers and light smokers had the same level of mutation as heavy smokers so the heavy ones kept the thing in check if you know what I mean they, they were very good at doing the repair so there seems to be a limit in terms of how much you smoke even light smokers are gonna, you're going to see mutations and are, are at risk and, and remember 20% of smokers will develop lung cancer so it's not everybody that can, that can resist the, uh, the ill effects 20%? 1 in yeah, 5? 1 in 5 will develop lung cancer wow. it looks like yeah, so it's quite if high. you were given a, you know, a chance 1 in 5 shot of crossing the road being hit by a bus yeah. you wouldn't cross the road exactly yeah no, it's a, and we've known this for decades, haven't we? This study, though, is amazing about this. Um, it's the Albert Einstein in, in New York, this university. They devised a brand new way to look at DNA mutations, a really sensitive way to pick these up, and then they can see them. And, of yeah. course, the, the good part of this would be the ones who resist cancer, who smoke, they've got very good DNA repair enzymes. Could, could we soup those up in people and protect people yeah. from cancer is, is one possible outcome. Yeah, so there might well. be a therapeutic based on, on these findings. Yeah. Now, so, of course, it doesn't mean that if you're a moderate smoker and that the risk remains the same, that you keep on going because obviously you're not having the tar in your lungs so there are other health effects you might suffer from and you won't suffer from those if you give up the yeah, facts. That's right. Half of smokers will die of a smoking related illness which could be stroke, heart attack and it's not just cancer so that's why yeah. smoking is so bad for many parts of your health is the way to think of that one. So it's a really important study in that regard I think. And, and the other thing to say is Pat as well as you get older even if you don't smoke you build up mutations because there's environmental 
influences there you see yeah. and, and some non-smokers get lung cancer as well remember strangely enough that's, that's other chemicals causing that and again they've seen that in this DNA too so they look at lots of non-smokers a certain percent will have mutations as well so as you get older the mutation level builds up basically Now there's a very interesting notion that bacteria might be involved in prostate cancer explain Now this is the other big one I think this, and this could be a massive breakthrough by the way because what causes prostate cancer we don't really know and it's been looked at for a long time one in eight Irish men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer it's the commonest actually cancer among men and of those there's about 400-500 deaths a year from this from the severe end many of course get over it or have the surgery and, and don't yeah. die of it but still a fair number will, will die of prostate cancer and they found five species of bacteria in people with prostate cancer so, so it may well be being caused by an infection amazingly and these five species two of them hadn't been seen before scientifically they're brand new species of bacteria it's incredible yeah. Yeah, new to science as they call them they've got funny names uh, one is called phenylaria the other one is called peptonifilis is the name of these new ones which I've never <laughs> heard of you know? so in other words if you have prostate cancer and you have these five species you have a 2.6 fold higher risk of progressing into real severe disease so it's a really interesting study that maybe bacteria are tied into prostate and it's not a totally novel idea that a bacterium might cause a cancer or indeed an ulcer as we know. That's right yeah. and the, the really good one is Helicobacter pylori is a bacteria that causes stomach ulcers. Now, that was a big breakthrough by the way by Barry Marshall, an Australian and he showed and nobody believed him. He, he, he took some Helicobacter himself and gave himself an ulcer to prove it you see. So, And now we treat ulcers with antibiotics which is a big big advance but that, that can cause cancer as well. Yes, I think maybe 20% of Helicobacter patients could develop stomach cancer. So here's the, the notion that an antibiotic might um, help you avoid or perhaps even treat yep. prostate cancer? Well, the authors on this paper get very excited towards the end, as scientists sometimes do, but they were saying, isn't this great? You know, they suggest antibiotics or a vaccine. Can you imagine? Yeah. So you could well vaccinate against these five bacteria and that will stop you getting prostate cancer. And that will save thousands of lives, remember, and stop people having severe disease because it's a nasty enough thing to have anyway in surgery and all that. So, so in other words, this, there may well be a way to stop that, like we did with um, with HPV. Remember, the cervical cancer yeah. was a vaccine. So there could be a vaccine for prostate cancer is, is the outcome from this reading. Now, I see on the front of the Irish Independent uh, a picture of uh, a young man called Alex McElhaney. He's 15 years of age. He's from Baltoil in County uh, Dublin. And he is about to make history by virtue of a what's called CAR-T yeah. cell therapy. Yeah, which I'm very familiar with as an immunologist, Pat. So this was discovered about 20 years ago by a guy called Carl June, who I know, by the way, he's in the University of Pennsylvania. And what this is, is you take someone's T cells out of their body, and we all know about T cells because mm-hmm. of COVID. You engineer them to kill leukaemia. You put them back in the body again. So it's very elaborate because it's not like taking a drug, is it? First time in Ireland, now in Crumlin, we're going to have CAR-T for children, which is tremendous. Yeah, a guy called Richard Oligia, he's the, he's the medic who's, who's leading all this, you know. And it's a really effective treatment for acute lymphoblastic leukaemia that type of leukaemia CAR T is a godsend you know and they, they, had, they had to go to England for it basically you see but now we have it in Crumlin so that's fantastic so, and it's not that uncommon you know but it's a very elaborate isn't it so you engineer the T cells outside the body to, like heat seeking missiles to go after the leukaemic cell and kill it so, so it's great news really for, for, for cancer treatment in Ireland tremendous. terrific news uh, but uh, I mean all these therapeutics do we need them because Irish people have the highest life expectancy in the EU I'm reading that we do yeah now we kick the hate HSC, don't we? I'm sure you 
ticket record yourself. Yeah. But here's the ultimate metric. The Irish are living the longest in Europe. Can you believe it? I mean, who would have thought we'd have this great lifespan now? You know, and that just came out as, as a statistic. The average lifespan now, if you're born in 2020, again, this is a bit statistical, is 82.6 years. If you're 65, you can expect to live to be 85.7 years, you see. In other words, beyond 65, you yeah, live a bit because, longer. Because, I mean, obviously, uh, people die along the way. So if this is an average, yeah, then an average. if you've made it to 60 or made it to 50, you... There's a good chance you're going to make if it you're to your 80s if you're healthy. Uh, yeah. You want to talk, though, about health span yeah, as yeah. well as lifespan. Well, well, it's a great headline to say the Irish are living the longest in Europe. Let's start with that. That's good news, let's face it, right? But you want to live healthily, don't you? So the other the other phrase is health span. There's no point living to be 84 if you're sick the whole time and you're, and you're on a waiting list, is there? Because your quality of life isn't great. So we should move on now and say, what about health span? Is that good compared to what the European could? And I suspect it's quite good, by the way. You know? But as endless yeah. waiting lists, it doesn't help people. But certainly, it's, it's a thing to celebrate, I think, yeah. the fact that we're living I, the longest. I mean, we'd love to see an analysis of, of this lifespan thing because, um, you know, we drink too much in this country, no doubt. We maybe have cut down on smoking. Um, we're not uh, the fittest, most svelte nation yeah. in the world. Um, and the Mediterraneans have their famous Mediterranean diet. So what is it about Ireland that well, keeps people living longer? Could it be the crack fat, maybe? Maybe we enjoy ourselves <laughs> more. That's a big factor in this, remember. But the second thing that's really important in this study, 2020 was the highest death rate since 1962 in Europe, right? And that's because of COVID. So they can they can track the, the, the deaths that either COVID caused itself or the policies we use to protect people and, yeah. you know, the, the usual things like maybe the incidence of heart attacks went up because of lack of treatment. But certainly the, the highest death rate was in 2020 since 1962. So they're seeing in the numbers now the impact COVID has had on, on the overall death rate in Europe. And uh, 1962 was, was a, if you like, a, an apex. And then as health systems improved and so on, it's it slid down, yeah. but now bang, back up, up again. again because of COVID. Clearly, because that was the thing, and now it'll go down again. Hopefully, as we get COVID under control, of course. All right, uh, excellent stuff, Luke. Thank you very much for joining us, Luke O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College in Dublin. The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private Network weekdays at nine a.m. on News Talk.